1: That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually,
0: And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here, Move the Sticks. And, uh, Buck, this is our first takeaway podcast, which normally we still have a Monday night football game hanging out there. Now this week we actually have two Monday night football games still hanging out there, but, man, we got plenty to get to.
1: Plenty to get to. Uh, first week of NFL football was very, very exciting. Um, it's always interesting to think about, how teams are going to come out of the box. Some of the teams that you think are going to be really, really good, then when you see them in regular season play, it doesn't look like that. But I think you have to be careful. Don't overreact to anything that happened in week one. These teams will continue to change and shift as the regular season moves along.
0: No kidding. we got uh, a lot to get to. Ten takeaways. We could have 100 takeaways from the first week, but it's we. it's just one week. Don't read too much into it. But we do need to break down what we saw and our biggest takeaways. For me, number one, Buck, I'll start it off, the game I was at there, Chiefs and Chargers, and that Tyreek Hill, Buck, He's he is the key in Kansas City. Back deep is Tyreek Hill for Kansas City. Back pedals, takes it at his own 10 and wants a left return. Gets two blocks, gets up to the 15, attacks it at left, 20. He's at the 30, the Cheetah's loose, 40, and midfield, there goes the Cheetah. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. That didn't take long for the Cheetah to unleash. That was KCFX in the final score there, Kansas City, 38 to 28. Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns, as well as a 91-yard punt return. Buck, look, look Mark, we look at that game and have a chance to, to be there and watch it live. Pat Mahomes was excellent. He played very well. But to me, that offense and that team runs through Tyree Kill. He's the one that makes everything happen. And the Chargers really had no answer for him, both on the offensive side of the ball as well as what he did in the in the kick return game.
1: Well, he's an unbelievable playmaker, and I think that's how you have to describe him. He's not the most refined wide receiver. He's getting he's the better,
0: though. That's the scary part. He's not the
1: best route runner, but what he is is he makes it happen when the ball gets into his hands. And I will say this about Andy Reid. Andy Reid's offense has a very – heavy college influence you see things that happen on saturdays in the sunday game uh i talked to him early in the offseason. he talked about studying oklahoma tape and how he is fascinated by what they do at the lower level i believe what he has done is he has recreated what he had in philadelphia uh Tyreek hill is playing the role of deshaun jackson sammy watkins is playing the role of jeremy Macklin, you have a tight end, and Travis Kelsey, who's an upgrade over what he had in Brett Selleck. But they have all the weapons in place. Then you have a guy like Kareem Hunt, who kind of gives them the best of both worlds when he has Shady McCoy. He also had Brian Westbrook, where he uses the running back in the passing game. And this offense clicks on all cylinders. Yesterday was Tyreek Hill's day, but I think they have the luxury of having so many weapons that at any point, Anybody could have a big day, and I think when you have a weapon like Pat Mahomes in the backfield, man, it could be scary for teams having to defend this offense.
0: Yeah, I think you're going to see teams make an adjustment, though, and they're going to try and figure out a way to dedicate more bodies to Tyree Kill and take your chances. I mean, the the Chargers came out there. They slowed down the running game. Kareem Hunt, after gashing him last year, only had 49 yards in this game. Did a nice job there. Took away Travis Kelsey, one catch for six yards. Sammy Watkins, non-factor, three catches for 21 yards. Tyree Kill ate their lunch. They had no answer for him. And I think teams going forward, they're going to dedicate bodies there. And you take your chances with Sammy Watkins. I'm still in a prove-it thing with me. We talk about that contract all the time on here. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose to Sammy Watkins. I'm not going to let this happen again here, what we saw from Tyree Kill. He's just, there was no answer for him.
1: No, no answer for him. And you have to adjust. You have to figure out how can you minimize the damage. Who can you take away? Um, He is so explosive that when he gets loose, it changes the game because he puts points on the board. Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey,
0: they can make big plays, but man, it's instant death. It's instant death when he touches the ball. The one one touchdown, I mean, Pat Mahomes had four touchdowns, Buck. That looks unbelievable on paper. Two of them were were little shovel passes, little Clemson offense shovel passes inside the five yard line, and one of them was a a seven, eight yard uh, slant that he caught on a little RPO to Tyreek Hill. He took it 50. So, I mean, he's going to make everybody look right and everybody look good. And Mahomes did play well. Chargers without Joey Bosa could not get any pressure on him. But look, I, I would not be shocked. And this is a big number out here. Mm. If Tyreek Hill had 1500 1600 yards, Whoa. That's an enormous number. I'm telling you, Buck, he's going to have more games like this. And he doesn't have it, you, you don't have to throw it, you don't have to throw it 80 yards to get 80 yards.
1: No, that's one thing that showed up to me in the preseason. They made a concerted effort to get Tyreek Hill the ball. The the dress rehearsal they got it to him on screens quick passes he is always able to touch the ball because he is such a unique weapon and Andy Reid and Eric Biennium do a great job of putting the ball in his hands
0: all right why don't you give us your takeaway here number we're well, number two on the list here Aaron Rodgers makes the pack go Rodgers leaning in on his left foot, gets the shotgun snap, chest high. Four-man pressure, has lots of time, throwing it deep down the right sideline, looking for Geronimo Allison in the end zone, over the shoulder, catch, touchdown! Geronimo Allison in the back right corner of the end zone, Rodgers dropped it right in the bucket, and the Packers are right back in it.
1: What I witnessed Sunday night in Lambeau Field is why you pay a certain quarterback 33 million dollars a year? Aaron Rodgers is everything to the Green Bay Packers. He makes them go. he's a one-man show. He is the guy that is wholly responsible for the team winning and losing games. And we could talk about the other stars that they may have on their team and aging Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, ha-ha Clinton Dix. But this team will always go on. The right arm of Aaron Rodgers, and he was terrific. Came back from the injury, and I actually thought the injury helped him play more on schedule. He kind of changed and changed his game a little bit. Everything came out of his hand quick, and because he couldn't move around, he had to play within the confines of the offense. He is tough to beat in all areas, but man, when he is locked in and focused on playing the game the right way from the pocket, I don't know who can slow him down. He got he was on fire the second half.
0: When you, when you were there in the stadium, Buck, I mean, was it an inevitable feeling once he got the ball back? Oh, well you knew. I, I'm sitting here looking at I think it was two minutes and 42 seconds left, I believe, and they had fourth and two. Uh, and if they go for I it, Chicago that. goes for it. They probably don't have to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. You kick a field goal, make it a six-point game. Two minutes and 42 seconds, you you just you just handed a knife to Aaron Rodgers and said, go have at it. I mean, that's I'd rather take my chances trying to get a couple yards on my own with Jordan Howard as opposed to giving the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. At that point in time in the fourth quarter, he was eight for eight, well over 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. He was as hot as hot can get, and I'd rather keep the ball in my possession see if I can get two yards. I
1: think that's the decision that teams will have to make when you're facing Aaron Rodgers at the end of the game. Would we rather have the fate in our own hands or would we rather AR-12 have the ball and be able to come and uh, get down the field? The thing about it, the Bears had their way early in the game in terms of being able to get around him. They dominated the line of scrimmage. They were able to get hits on the quarterback. And so maybe they were hoping that their guy could get back on track, that Khalil Mack or one of their pass rushers would heat up and kind of squirt through. They did contain him the first couple downs, been on third down. Aaron Rodgers does what he always does. He uncovered, helped a wide receiver uncover, delivered a teardrop, and the rest was history.
0: No question. And when he's rolling like that, 193 yards after the catch for those Green Bay wide receivers as well. So hats off to them for the effort they were given. All right, Buck, my next takeaway, uh, Kirk Cousins, so far so good. He's worth the cash. Third and three from the Niners, 22. Cousins shotgun, short drop, fade, end zone, and it's caught. Touchdown! Step on, it. Kirk Cousins' first passing touchdown goes to Stephon Diggs, and the Vikings take a 9-0 lead.
1: Uh, I I don't think you could have put that football in a better position than Kirk Cousins just did. I I mean, I've got goosebumps right now.
0: That call courtesy of KFXN, Paul Allen and Pete Bursich. Final score, 24-16. Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings get the win. He's 20-36, 244 yards, two touchdowns, and Buck, He played a clean, efficient game. He protected the football, and now having the resources he has, not only offensively but what they have defensively, I think it's pretty freeing for Kirk Cousins. Take what's there. You don't need to put a team on your back. You just kind of blend in here. Take the opportunities, the one-on-ones down the field when you get them. He did that, and protect the football. Keep a clean sheet. This Minnesota team is going to win a whole lot of football games. (laughs)
1: Look, we have to be able to separate the amount of money that Kirk made in the open market from the way that he needs to play for this team to win. The amount of money suggests that he has to be a one-man show, he has to do everything, but the way this team is constructed, he just has to be a bus driver. He just needs to keep the ball in play, give the ball to the playmakers, and get out the way. And as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, his defense will always keep him in games and give him a chance. Kirk Cousins did a good job of reining it in, not forcing the ball down the field, and as long as he's able to do that, the Minnesota Vikings are going to win a lot of games.
0: Yeah, it was fun to watch that tape too. I mean, he misfired on some, but he also had some throwaways. Uh, took off and ran a little bit, made some plays with his legs. Had 26 rushing yards in this game, including a 13-yard scamper to get a first down. So, to me, it was it was just that's the formula. These teams, w- week one, you don't want to have too. There's not too drastic uh, a takeaway you can you can make, but I, I think you do s- discover what the formula is. And at this Minnesota team, we know what their formula is: play great defense. Take your timely opportunities downfield. Get Dalvin Cook rolling here. Now, he, did, he had 16 carries, only 40 yards. Didn't happen on the ground, but he's very effective, 55 yards through the air. Kirk Cousins, we talked about his comfort level thrown to backs with Chris Thompson in Washington. We're going to see Dalvin Cook with a boatload of catches this year.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think when you judge Dalvin Cook, you have to judge him total scrimmage yards. He's like... Many of these other top backs, they're hybrids. They catch the ball out the backfield. They do unique things in the passing game to add to their rushing totals. So when I look at them, 16 for 40 rushing, but then five for 55, receiving 95 total yards from scrimmage. That is a solid overall effort. Um, Kirk Cousins has a bunch of toys at his disposal. I I just don't know how he's going to decide and determine which guy should I feature in each week.
0: Yeah, we're not going to get to it here on the takeaways, but – Trust me, after watching the tape, Jimmy Garoppolo, the tape was much kinder than the box score there when you really dig in. The 49ers are going to be fine. He'll end up having a big year. I know a lot of pressure on him with the money he was making. That's another takeaway for another day, Buck. But trust me, when you dig in and watch that tape, it wasn't all bad against the defense of Minnesota, one of the best in the league. All right, what do you got next?
1: Are the Steelers safe without Livy and Bill?
0: And another shotgun
1: at the Browns' four. Hands it off.
0: And walking into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season. James Conner, the second year running back out of Pitt.
1: You know, when I look at this Pittsburgh Steelers team without Le'Veon Bill, I really had questions about the way this offense would work. I know they had a solid record without him in the past, but he means so much to them, not only as a runner, but as a receiver, and James Conner hadn't shown the ability to really impact the game as a receiver. However, in a one-game showing, He looked like a great player, ran the ball effectively, 31 rushes, 135 yards, had two touchdowns, made some plays in the passing game. He is everything that they thought he would be coming out of Pitt. I believe he has all the tips and all the tools to be a number one player, a number one running back. That said, I still believe they will need Le'Veon Bell. They need Lev Bell because Lev Bell is special. If we had to compare him to James Conner, I would say, look, Conner's good. Lev Bell is great, and we've seen that greatness on display year after year after year after year.
0: But this was, this was like freshman James Conner that we saw, that back that got everybody so excited until, you know, unfortunately it came down with cancer, and it was such a great story of him even getting back on the football field. But he's got a little bit more juice back, a little bit more wiggle, which we saw early on in his college career, and that was fun to see. It was great initially to see him back on an NFL field. Now he looks like that player, that young prospect that had everybody fired up there at Pitt.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was terrific. He was terrific. He's better than anticipated. Like, no one thought that he would be able to be a factor in the passing game. Uh, we knew he could be a sledgehammer, but he showed far more skills than we anticipated. Uh, it's a great story, great for him to battle back, great for him to handle everything the right way. It's just a matter of can the Pittsburgh Steelers continue to lean on him as the number one option on offense, when Led Bell is such a special player, and he was able to do so many different things.
0: Yeah, it was weird in this game seeing a tie. All I could think of was necessary roughness. Kathy Ireland, I think, kicked the field goal. We tied. <laughs> I did no celebration there from either one of these teams. Unfortunately, it was not uh, not, not like the movie. Uh, in that game, real quick before we leave the Steelers' side of things, T.J. Watt, eleven tackles, four sacks, blocks a kick to save the game. Pretty phenomenal, right there. And I was talking to a general manager in the league about him, and I said, "Isn't it? It's interesting to me the parallels between him." And Clay Matthews, both guys were late bloomers in college, uh, got their way, kind of fought their way into the bottom of the first round, mm-hmm. and they're going to be better pros than they were at the college level. There's a lot of similarities there with those two guys. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, like that's that's the thing. You get what you earn, and in the draft process, you're always looking for guys who have some developmental potential. It seems like they have found that, and that's huge. Anytime you can find someone to get contributions where you really weren't counting on them, says a lot
0: about it. All right, next one for me, Miles Garrett. It's pretty simple. He's a freak show. Big Ben Roethlisberger is underneath center. In the
1: first quarter, Roethlisberger had a very, very strong first quarter. He loads up now. He's going to get hit. Miles Garrett got him. Well, Miles Garrett. There it is, Miles. You
0: did it. You wanted to do it your rookie year. You didn't make it in the first game, but you finally got a shot at him. A loss of five. There you have it. I mean Miles Garrett Buck all over the field. And the best way I've tried to describe it, if I always try and pretend like you've never seen Miles Garrett. If you've never seen Miles Garrett play, how would you describe him? And this is the way that I, I put it down. He's built like Clowney, he bends like Vaughn. Like that's literally what it is. He's he's actually in talking to Willie McGinnis about it just downstairs, he says actually he got a better build than Clowney, but the same type of a big frame, six foot five plus frame and then the ability to bend and wrap uh, like a guy like Von Miller, who's much smaller. It's it's a freaky combination. We did our predictions last week. I, I predicted him to be a defensive player of the year. I feel pretty good about it after one week.
1: I mean, you should. <laughs> you should He's a freak, man. He's unbelievable. Like his ability to turn the corner, his ability to turn speed into power, uh, his ability to throw a bunch of different moves at you. He's he's a monster. I don't know how you contain him. I don't know how you deal with him.
0: Tight ends, by the way. Don't bring a tight end to block him, please. Don't uh, ever do that.
1: It's just tough. And you always want players on defense that can change the game and impact the game like that. He's certainly a game changer.
0: Remember when there was talk about, well, they might not take Miles Garrett with the first pick. And we're all going, no, 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 no. It's obvious for a reason. Do not screw this up. Well, the Browns, they did not screw that up. Five tackles, two sacks. All over the field, Miles Garrett. My favorite play, I think I put it on Instagram, of him throwing a tight end into the running back. Don't bring a tight end to block him. It's not, <laughs> not going to yeah. end well, man. It's not going to end well. You can't do well. that. You got to know. Big on big. There you go. All right, give me another one. What's your next takeaway?
1: The Dallas Cowboys need to give Dak more help.
0: In the gun with a four-man rush, Prescott pumps and runs up and steps back and runs left and is sacked and fumbles the ball. It's loose at the 15-yard line by
1: Caroline. You know, the Dallas Cowboys were a team that I was excited about. I thought Dak Prescott would have an opportunity to do some Tom Brady-like things, meaning that he was going to take a lesser cast and help elevate them. And what I'm seeing is right now, he's not able to do that. And I also thought the presence of Zeke Elliott would create enough one-on-ones where their guys could win. They didn't do it consistently against what, you know, look, to be fair, the Panthers team, is awesome. They're really good on defense. They have people up front. They have guys on the outside. So they're they're solid. But I just thought with more time that they would have a a better better plan, better products, better a better idea of how to get their quarterback going. And right now they don't seem to have that in place.
0: Yeah, look, eight points ain't going to get it. You know, defensively, I thought they did do some good things. You know, Cam Newton got loose a little bit as a runner. A little bit. But overall, I think defensively you come away from that encouraged if you're a Cowboy fan. Marcus Lawrence making all kinds of plays, as he always does. But offensively, Buck, I'll give you the names here. Cole Beasley was their leading receiver. Next in the line you have Deontay Thompson, Alan Hearns, Jeff Swain. That, that's that's, that, that's who receiver. they wanted, though. Those are the guys that they that's wanted. Those are the guys
1: they said were ready. They're ready.
0: So we use it all the time. We talk trucks and trailers on here. And it's not to discourage the quarterbacks. We say are trailers. It is what it is. There's very few trucks that can pull everybody along with them and can kind of elevate everybody. But the most of the quarterbacks, most of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL are trailers. They need that supporting cast to pull them along. And uh, my thing is, when you just look at philosophically, Ezekiel Elliott, 15 carries. That's not the formula with this surrounding cast for them to win ball games. That number needs to be about 10 higher.
1: Oh, it has to be. Like, this is a team that is built to run the football, throw on early downs on play action or quick pass, and allow Zeke to kind of set the table. What I saw from this team is a team that didn't really have a feel for their identity. And until they're able to figure out an identity, a style of play that works for them, they're going to continue to have a tough time. This is a team that is certainly talented enough, particularly on defense, to make things hairy for opponents in the NFC East. I just don't know if they have
0: enough on offense to do the same. All right, let's get to the next one here. The Bills are bad. Peterman takes a shotgun snap. Here comes pressure. Peterman gets rid of it. Intercepted. Picked off by Brandon Carr. Carr starts left, cuts back right, gets inside the 25. Down the sideline. The Bills tried to get to him. He's down near the goal line now. And he is stopped. Short of the goal line. Brandon Carr picked off Nathan Peterman. It's WGR, Andrew Catalan, and Steve Tasker, the great special teamer there on the call for the Buffalo Bills. No way to sugarcoat this one, Buck. 5 of 18, 24 yards, two interceptions for Peterman. Got Josh Allen a little bit of work, 6 of 15 for 74 yards, so better. Uh, but, man, this this group, when you look at them up front, with where they are offensive line-wise, their inability to create any separation down the field with their receiving core. Uh, you know, you, can't, you don't get the running game cranked up with Lashawn McCoy only getting seven carries. It, man, it's I don't know if you they, they clearly of every team in the NFL. If you stack them up from what we've seen so far, the Buffalo Bills were worst in show.
1: They were bad, and I'm surprised because I'm a Bill. I'm a Bills guy. I, I, I'm just shocked at how bad they were. And I Bills Mafia think-
0: was coming after me because I predicted them not to win many games, and they thought, you know, I was I was over. Uh, Counting what the importance there was of Tyrod Taylor in the playoff run. And I'm sitting here going, no, 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 it's not even about Tyrod Taylor. You lost three-fifths of your offensive line.
1: That's the bigger thing. That's the thing that's kind of flown under the radar. Um, everybody thought, oh, you know, i just plug in. Another tackle would be good. We have somebody coming into the trailer. It'll be another Pro Bowl for him. It'll be a uh, tremendous success for us. But when I look at the team, they did a lot of subtracting and not a lot of adding. Mm-hmm. And when you subtract the wrong players, this is what happens. Now, can they bounce back? Yeah, they can bounce back, but they have to take a very pragmatic uh, approach to bouncing back. The main thing, who do you throw to? I don't know,
0: man. I... Calvin Benjamin, although Peterman overthrew Benjamin by about three yards over the middle of the field, which is very tough to do with Calvin Benjamin's size. But, I, mean, I don't know, there's nothing that gets me all that fired up in the passing game here. I mean, you look back to where that receiving core once was a few years ago, um, Even though Sammy Watkins didn't live up to the hype at that point in time, you Sammy still had Watkins, Robert, Robert Woods. Woods.
1: I mean, you had you had, you had young guys that you could feel good about, Marquise Goodwin. How about Hogan? Uh, yeah, Hogan was there. I mean, he had four. We just ran off four starters. Now they have a bunch of nobodies. I mean, they traded for um, – A veteran receiver to try and get them something. in Kelvin Benjamin last year. They tried to get Corey Coleman up and going. Didn't Didn't work out. He gets cut before camp. So, I don't know. They're just kind of throwing the ball out and letting someone just organically develop into a number one. I just don't know if it's going to happen.
0: And let's uh, let's real quick give credit where credit's due. Joe Flacco carved him up like a turkey. Uh, Three touchdowns, very efficient for Joe Flacco, spreading the ball around to a bunch of his new receivers, Willie Snead, John Brown, Crabtree, all getting in the end zone. Uh, veteran receivers we've said it for a while now the the Ravens much better luck bringing in veteran proven wide receivers versus trying to draft and develop and here we go their free agent additions so far so good and defensively they just got all over that Buffalo Bills offensive line a bunch of sacks six sacks including a couple uh, from the nickel there and Tavon Young coming off the slot but they were uh, they were pretty dominating in this performance
1: yeah very dominating I mean That's what you want. You want to see people dominate in the trenches. You want to see them control the line of scrimmage. As long as you have an opportunity to control the line of scrimmage, you can do whatever you want to do, and that's on both sides of the ball. And so it's encouraging for the coaches to see that kind of dominance. But now what you want to see for all these teams going forward, can you see the consistency? Can you see them practice at a high level? I mean, play at a high level, practice at that level, and then replicate it the following week? That's where we had. The first four weeks are about identi- creating your identity so you can gear up for the
0: midseason run. No question. Identify that formula. All right, Buck, let's get to the next one here. Uh, people change. Time can change. The question is, should the Arizona Cardinals make a change? Shotgun snap on second down and long. Bradford throws a deep ball left side, overthrows a receiver, and it's intercepted. Picked off by Dunbar at the 25-yard line. Bradford has not been sharp, and that was a big-time overthrow to Seals-Jones and a turnover. That was KTAR, Arizona call there, 24-6, this final score. The Washington Redskins all over him. Sam Bradford, 20-34, only 152 yards and an interception. And when you have somebody of Josh Rosen's caliber, Sitting on the bench, Buck. I don't know. I mean, we've kind of said, is Bradford going to get hurt? Will that lead to Josh Rosen's opportunity? I don't think anything's going to happen off one game. They're not going to make a change right now. But I'm telling you, one or two more of these, and we're going to see Josh Rosen.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, everyone knows him. When you take a guy like that, you take him as high as you selected him, he has to get on the field. And you would like to think that the guy that you trust to be on the field with is going to give him the good stuff, give him the right stuff, teach him how to get ready, how to gear up. How much money you did know?
0: Bradford get? How much? Twenty?
1: 20, 20.
0: Was it one for twenty? I believe, silly. You, know, you want to? I think that's right. I think that was one for twenty. Good. That's good work if you can get it. Unbelievable. It's just an unbelievable deal. You got the Rams coming up, so maybe that is. Yeah, maybe it is the case. Maybe they don't want to throw Josh Rosen in there against the Rams. I don't think they make a change right now. I think they'll let this thing uh, move along here. But what a uh, inept performance there for the Arizona Cardinals. Just, just ugly. We weren't even really in the game ever.
1: No, just weren't in the game, couldn't get behind it. And I think the Washington Redskins did a good job of just kind of controlling the tempo and using their offense to really be their best defense. Obviously, you have a tone setter and Adrian Peterson. They were able to play keep away. And then when the Cardinals got it, they just couldn't find their way. Um, It's early. uh, It's the first game of the season, but you would like to think that um, a team – like the Cardinals who have been gearing up for this to play so well in the preseason, you'd like to think they would
0: have had a faster start. I'm shocked you did not have your guy Alex Smith as one of your takeaways here, Buck. I mean, Alex Smith. Nice day. Alex Smith is good. Hey, new coaches struggled. New coaches struggled week one. New quarterbacks, not so much. A bunch of these new quarterbacks got wins.
1: Well, I mean, it's quarterback-friendly league. They made it where some of your guys can't. You can't tee off on the quarterback like you used to. So if you can't tee, up on, tee off on them, there's no way to disrupt the rhythm and the timing of the passing game. And so I think what you'll see a defensive coordinators by about the fifth or sixth week will get hip to how people are attacking the defense, and then we'll get a chance to kind of. H- see how, 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 they about
0: hold how about this? Uh, how about Minnesota Vikings new quarterback win? Uh, Buccaneers technically, if you count Fitzpatrick not regular <laughs> starter, they get a win. Um, Let's go uh, down the line here. The Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, new quarterback. They get a win. It's the Golden Age of Broncos. Case Keenum, new quarterback. They get a win. Washington Redskins, they get a win with a new quarterback. Uh, The guy from the Packers, he's been there. He's been there for a while. But uh, a lot of new quarterbacks played well. That should be a little bonus takeaway there. Uh, What's the next takeaway on the list? What do you got, Buck?
1: When I look at it, the Bengals' offense bolted out of the gates behind Andy Dalton and Joe Mixon. (laughs)
0: Second down and goal from the three. Two receivers left, two out to the right. C.J. Uzama goes in motion. Dalton is going to throw a fade for John Ross. Touchdown. Bengals as John Ross scores a touchdown for the first time on the same field where he set a record at the NFL scouting combine by running a 4.22. The
1: Cincinnati Bengals are a team that is – Been really good, but, you know, it's hard to buy into what you see sometimes in the preseason. But they played like they played in the preseason in week one, meaning I saw Andy Dalton quickly establish a rhythm. I saw him get the ball out to his playmakers. I saw Joe Mixon have some plays and make some runs. Offensively, this team was good. Defensively, they give them more points than I'm sure their coaches would allow, and I even kind of don't like to see that many points given up. But, man, you talk about a team. They also scored be, some points on defense, though. They could be defense. well positioned to win and kind of swipe the AFC North. Cincinnati Bengals are a team, that I'm saying, keep an eye on We've them. been
0: saying it. I feel like we've been saying it for a while. Everybody's well, I mean, kind of sleeping on them a little bit. Well, I mean, they, they've been a team that's won the division
1: a handful of times last few years. They just haven't been able to win a playoff game. But if they win and get a decent seed, there's no reason why they can't go.
0: Joe Mixon, 54 yards receiving to go along with a 95 on the ground. Bunch of running backs this week we saw get it done in the passing game. I saw a couple for the Chargers uh, when you had uh, Gordon going over 100 yards. Eckler had 87 yards. Adrian Peterson had 70 yards. Uh, So it was a lot of receivers or a lot of backs getting it done as pass catchers. Another one there, obviously, with Joe Mixon. All right, my last takeaway, and maybe save the best for last, Fitzmagic is back. There's the staff. Third down and six. Good protection. Texas Pat, Down the sideline. Oh, receiver is. Hey, catch Bay. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Right over the shoulder to Michael Evans. A great throw on third down by Ryan Fitzpatrick. My goodness, is there anything he can't do today on opening day? A 50 yard bomb. WXTB Gene Deckeroff on the call there. And there is nothing Fitzmagic couldn't do. He was unbelievable. 21 of 28. Just 417 yards. That's all. Four touchdowns. Mike Evans had his way with Marshawn Lattimore on one side. Deshaun Jackson had his way with Ken Crawley on the other side. They had one-on-ones, and it was a beatdown there with Fitzmagic making it all happen.
1: This is a Tampa Bay team that I thought was going to show up last year. This is a team that we got excited about last year after watching Hard Knocks, pushing the ball down the field, throwing it to the playmakers, um, really stretching the defense at every turn. This is a Tampa Bay team that I expect to see. Now, what's different, you got a different trigger man. Fitzpatrick is playing quarterback. He's the QB one for at least the next two weeks. Then we'll see. Did he just do his job or did he add something to the offense that had been missing? That is what Dirk Cutter and Jason Light will spend the next two weeks trying to figure out. How far can they go with a veteran at
0: quarterback? They did a nice job. I thought game plan-wise was, was a thing of beauty. I mean, they had When they went press man across the line, they had those little rub routes, little pick routes rolling, and they took their shots vertically down the field. Man, when Crawley on one of them had just a huge cushion there for Deshaun with the free release, and it was it was a boat race once he got out there and got rolling. I talked to I talked to Jason Light, our buddy there with the with the Bucks on the way in this morning. And he said, look, you know, I feel like people kind of forget about the fact of what we have firepower-wise on offense. When you trot out Mike Evans, when Deshaun Jackson's healthy, O.J. Howard, and the emergence of Chris Godwin to go along with a good tight end. I mean, they've got a lot of firepower, and it kind of gets lost in the shuffle here, talking about all these other teams. Man, they showed it week one, 48 on the Saints.
1: They did show it, but he can't be mad because they hadn't played like this. Yeah. In the past, we kept waiting for them to break out and have these kind of games. But potentially, this is what this offense can be, up-tempo, high-powered, explosive offense that is dynamic in terms of their formations and personnel groupings, and they allow their players to get after it. We'll see. I'm optimistic that this team is for real. This team has the potential to do some things, but I believe Dirk Cutter is eventually going to have to make a hard choice between – It ain't going to be hard if they
0: keep playing like this in Winston. We'll see what happens. I, the clock's right I midnight I have everybody. Look, I, I got I to gotta admit, Buck, man, I gave them no chance. Their first three games, Saints, Eagles, Steelers. And now I'm sitting here going, they've already got one in the bag, which is a bonus. You've got the Eagles coming in who are still not healthy. You don't know if Wentz is going to play. So they they have a shot at that one. They're at home. And then the Steelers with no Le'Veon Bell, they're not quite the same team. They're coming off of a tie to the Cleveland Browns. So I'm saying they're 0-3 guaranteed lock it in. Who knows? they got a chance to be 3-0. and We'll see what happens. They do have a
1: chance. This was a huge monkey off their back. Needed to get this first one. So now they can breathe these. They can get back to just focusing on the preparation part of it. And, look, they typically do that, but now he can make it a part of the woman.
0: Well, there you go. Congratulations to Ryan Fitzpatrick. With the job he did as well as that entire offense, defense, another story. Got some work to do there. Drew Brees, uh, not too shabby himself yeah, the way he, he carved him up. But it uh, wasn't enough. Fitzpatrick got it done. So explosive. I don't know what you do. What do you do after three weeks? You know, they're, gonna make it, they're not going to make a change he's throwing for 417 every week. I can promise you that. Jeez. All right. Any other, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? That was our no, like 10 it's
1: takeaways. Been, it's, been, it's been outstanding. I know. It's
0: fun, man. Get a takeaway pod back out there. Sully, uh, any information we need to drop before we get out of here? Yeah, we got our uh, college football pod coming tomorrow, uh, talking with Dexter Lawrence of Clemson. Whoa, nice. so that'll be that'll be fun, and uh, also uh, Jim Nagy of of the Senior Bowl, one of our friend of the yeah, pod, yeah, first time buddy. on the pod. So good buddy, Jim's going to stop by. He's been out to a bunch of these uh, college games already, so he'll have some good uh, insight onto these prospects that could be headed to the Reese's Senior Bowl before too long. All right, Buck, anything you need to plug here? What are you working on?
1: No, 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 nothing. Got a notebook late in the week. We're trying to figure it all out. Excited to talk college football.
0: All right, well, I've got a, a sprinky, a, a leaky sprinkler at home, so I'm heading out of here to go see if we can solve a little sprinkler issue. <laughs> Real life doesn't stop when the football season starts, boys. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for downloading, subscribing, telling a buddy. Thanks for leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate that. Be sure to check out all the videos, NFL.com, video as well as YouTube.com slash NFL. You can find all our video content. We'll have a bunch of game previews up as the week rolls along. That's going to do it for us. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Daniel Jeremiah. We'll see you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts.